1: Welcome into the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. 547 1610 is the number if you would like to get involved. You can also reach us via email 610KONA.com, bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. On Twitter, Bottom Line 610, Parlor The Bottom Line 610, and our mobile app at the Google Play and Apple Stores. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson, hanging with you. And, uh, Today will be final count days for a number of counties in the state. Tomorrow's certification day for everybody in the state, different times across the state. Um, I believe the final counties to certify tomorrow are at 5 p.m., and there's a number of them that will be certifying at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, that will uh, Benton will be certifying at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Excuse me. They are the only one at 6 p.m. that will be certifying. Uh, Benton will be certifying at 4 p.m. today. Their ballot count time is going to be 4 p.m. today, their final count day. Franklin's got to count today um, at 6 p.m. And then certifications tomorrow for most of the states, or for most of the counties, excuse me. Um, and I believe certification has to be done by 8 p.m.? tomorrow
2: usually it's by close of business but yeah uh, yeah they they might technically have until 8 p.m. because it's it's 2 weeks after right the the election ends and the secretary
1: of state has to put out the final certification and everything right, else right so. right
2: but it's it's really done at the local level and only if there's issues does the state step in
1: usually but um that may not be the end of the story though well it might not um Benton County has 100 ballots left on hand to count, uh, which will be expected, which we will be looking for a little bit after four o'clock today, which is when their last count is. Now, it is also expected uh, that there will be at least one race in Benton County that will go through a recount because of how close it is. And that is the Benton County Commissioner three race, where as of right now, you have uh, 40 votes that separate Jim Beaver and Joe Lu for second and Will McKay has 249 votes over Jim Beaver and 289 votes over Joe Lu with 362 write-ins. So that one there will there will be a recount there. Um, I forget
2: what the what the exact uh, percent is. I'm sure one of our listeners knows, but it's uh it, it's a certain percentage uh difference to the overall vote count, um, you know, one-tenth of a percent or something like that.
1: Something like that.
2: That if it's within that threshold, it automatically kicks into a, a, a recount situation.
1: And, and 1% in that case would be 150 votes.
2: Yeah. Roughly. So,
1: 156 votes as of as of this point. Right. So, so um, it's no
2: surprise that that race and... Wouldn't be surprised if at least one of the Franklin County
1: ones goes to a recount, too. Yeah, more than likely you will have a recount in that Commissioner District 1 race where there is, um, and I'm pulling it up right now, between the three candidates, Brad Peck, Kim Lehrman, and Matt Beaton, you have uh, 79 votes separating Brad Peck and Kim Lehrman. And you have roughly sixty seven votes separating Kim Lehrman and Matt Beaton with sixty three hundred and thirty seven there, so it would be a sixty three vote differential that would would create a recount uh if that is the one percent
2: yeah, it's a tighter race than in Benton county, but both are both are similar in that you have three candidates mm-hmm. and only two spots. Mm-hmm. And not many votes separating all
1: three. Right. And you have seven write-ins in, in that one. But, but what what was interesting in the Franklin situation is that after the last count that we had talked about on Friday, there were 200 votes. Then there was another count that was done where there were, or the numbers came out, there was 100 votes left. Then on Friday, we saw an uptick in votes that were left to 375 on Friday. And there was supposed to be a count on Friday, but the count got pushed to today. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday morning, you saw an additional increase to where it sits right now at 419. Now, we didn't see an uptick in Benton. We haven't seen an uptick in Benton. But I know that with Benton, one of the things that we talked about when they put out their numbers was they also laid out kind of all the situations. We have this many ballots on hand, we have this many ballots that are being contested, we have this many ballots that we're looking at for this and this and so on and so forth. They laid out a long list of what the circumstance and situation was with the ballots that were in Benton County and, and where they all where they all stood. We didn't get one of those for Franklin. So where I guess here's my question because we haven't seen an uptick in Benton, we didn't see an uptick in Walla Walla, we didn't see an uptick in Yakima. Where do you find 319 ballots in two days? Towards the end of the towards the end of the cycle.
2: Well, I don't know if this is an answer. Per, well, I don't know if it's a good answer. It is a answer. Um, having covered many elections in my day. Uh, in Washington, where we've been doing the mail-in ballot for a while, what you will find, it, the, this is not all that unusual. Now, what is unusual, you can argue that it's happening in, in one county and not any of the surrounding counties. That is a bit unusual. I'll, I'll concede that. But what tends to happen, especially with a mail-in ballot, and especially with the extra layer of protections that are in the state of Washington mm-hmm. um. It's you can have you can have, say, a hundred ballots off to the side that have not yet been counted. They haven't been run through the machine yet. All the while, further upstream, there is a chunk of ballots that are being verified, signature verified that are, you know, when they first come in. Uh, you know, f- from mail delivery, which we know is incredibly slow, especially around here. Um, and because of the the cutbacks to the Postal Service over the last five to 10 years, it goes all the way up to Spokane and then back down here. So the it's it's not to me, it's not surprising that you can have the number of, quote unquote, ballots left to count or ballots on hand ready to be counted, go up because you got an influx from the post office and, you know, you assume that the, the it's it's the date is fine, you know, it got in before election day, then you have to verify the signature and then it goes into the left to be counted pile because that's the last step, if that makes any sense. Again, I'm not... It is it is interesting that Franklin County has had had an uptick of that many where the surrounding counties have not. Um, But again, with with a mail in ballot, it's I the way I look at it. And this is just me personally. From a personal standpoint or a professional standpoint with with results, there is the the biggest influx of numbers comes in that night, election night. Yes. And so you report or we report those numbers because that's that's the biggest chunk many times those races are decided that night. Not all the time, but many times. And then over the next 2 weeks, ballots trickle in and some races races tighten, others, you know, there there's more separation but really, the next significant thing is the certification, which happens tomorrow. Again, I'm not saying there's not anything weird going on, but I this is, to me, it's not out of the realm of possibility what's going on.
1: I guess the, the, the question for me is, or at least the first thing that, that I look at and wonder is, I want to put you in the position of being a county auditor, any county county auditor, okay? If you had something like that, where there was a noticeable uptick, would you have put something out notifying the public that we have had an increase in ballots on hand? Mm -hmm. This is what it was. This is where they came from. We had this amount of ballots that either were waiting signature certification or, um, you know, were contested in some manner and form. This amount of ballots were released. They were confirmed and are no longer contested. And this is why they're on hand. I mean, I don't recall seeing anything from the Franklin County Auditor's Office to explain why there was a 319 ballot uptick on a Friday and a Saturday morning to say, hey, look at the here's the deal, this is what it is, mm-hmm. you, this may look may look different, but this is exactly what it was. Whereas, like I said, Benton at the beginning laid out everything with all the ballots they had and what they fell under and contested and so on and so forth, so that you could go back to that and look and kind of follow along. But even with the contested ballots that Benton had, there wasn't an uptick. Every time they did a count, they went down. And this is this is over the course of and I guess the other thing, too, that that raises an eyebrow. Again, we're not making any accusations. We're just saying it looks a little bit weird that after four, three or four days, you've got the same amount. All of a sudden, the day you're supposed to do another count, you don't do the count and you report an uptick in ballots. And then on a Saturday. You report an uptick. I mean the Saturday one was the one that was a little bit really a little bit weird because we don't get counts on Saturdays. No. We don't get any kind of releases on Saturday. They're not working on Saturday. They're not there on Saturday.
2: Well, you know, we don't know, but I'm I'm sure that not everybody is there either. They're they're working remotely. So whoever is posting that information could just be could have it could have been done before close of business Friday, but they didn't get around to posting it on their website until Saturday morning. Well, no, there was a post Friday and a post Saturday. No, I understand. Yeah, that. I understand that. We'll take a time out. We'll talk more about this. oh nine five four seven one six ten. This is the bottom line news radio six ten K O N A.
0: Speak your peace. Call 509 547 1610. More of the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA.
1: At the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA seven one six ten. If you'd like to get involved via email at 610kona.com, the bottom line page, your name where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And uh, Pamela sent us an email saying, How can the election be certified with 100 votes still to be counted in Benton County and 5,109 in the state? Pamela, tomorrow is certification date. Um, so the final count in Benton County is scheduled for today at 4 o'clock for those 100 votes. Um, and then many of the other counties in the state. We'll be doing final counts tonight, and then sending the numbers to the Secretary of State's office. Uh, certifications are tomorrow, which is when the day, which is when certification date uh, happens, two weeks after the election. Uh, so Benton County's hundred will be counted tonight. The outstanding counties, many of them, are doing uh, tonight as well. Some that have uh, low counts on hand are doing it tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon. Uh, with the goal of all the votes being in and certified um, by 5 o'clock tomorrow. And then the Secretary of State will certify the election tomorrow as well. So those votes will be counted before any certifications happen. And then if there's any anomalies or anything else or any recounts, um, I believe those recounts, I think Benton County's recount is taking place tonight. Um, I would imagine Franklin County's would be taking place tonight as well. Um or tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, but everything yeah. has to be done and taken care of um by tomorrow, by the end of the day tomorrow, so that the yeah. Secretary of State can have all the data and certify, officially certify yeah. the election. Right. So yeah, those votes will be counted today. At and least there's in Benton and
2: and yeah, and there's there's that we we know that there's gonna be at least one recount Benton County, probably another one in Franklin County, because couple of those commissioner races are just and we've been talking about them for the last two weeks. They just been, they are incredibly tight and uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens with those five, four, seven, one, six, ten, five, oh, nine, five, four, seven, one, six, ten. But again, this is one of the pitfalls with mail in ballots, especially. In a time where the U.S. Postal Service and I'm not talking about today or any future cutbacks, the Postal Service has been losing money for decades. Mm-hmm. And, and all you have to do is look at the situ- situation right here in our region. There was a there was a mail processing and sorting facility in Pasco for years and years and years. And because of cutbacks a handful of years ago. Uh, They they had to close that facility as a sorting and processing center. So if I'm mailing you, Rob, a letter, um, then it would have to go all the way up to Spokane and come all the way back down here. Right. Taking forever. So, you know, that's that's why people some people are worried that we may not even know who wins the presidential election that night. I don't know if that'll be the case or not. Hard to say but uh, yes you you it is you know some can argue it is more convenient uh it may or may not be more secure that's debatable but that is one of the pitfalls of a of a mail in election is that you know the time that it takes
1: to get everything where it needs to be you know one of the things that is interesting is we didn't hear any issues in Washington state regarding any deliveries with the post office for the primary. Correct. There weren't any issues, weren't any, there no, nothing was, you know, any kind of delays or any problems. The other thing to keep in mind with the post office is that it was not created to be a profit center. It wasn't created to be an independent business arm of the government. Um, the idea was that, you know, people would pay for postage and it would help offset some of the cost. To the taxpayer dollar, but it was not ever created to be a profit center. Um, there are a lot of people that are concerned about mailboxes being removed. Well, that started a long time ago. Mailboxes have been consistently removed for quite some time now, and in fact, I can remember when you had mailboxes on just about every corner in your neighborhood, Yeah, um, a lot of times... And, in fact, I witnessed a few times that it happened, where those mailboxes were, uh, what's the best way to put it, tampered with. Okay. Um, uh, things, everything from water balloons to fireworks to whatever else would get shoved into those mailboxes as well. And on occasion, you would see the mailman open up the bottom with the key and start cursing. Because there was destroyed mail in the mailboxes. So the removal of those mailboxes came for multiple reasons. One, people were leaving mail in their mailbox on their house. Two, the advent of email. Three, packages most didn't fit in those mailboxes. And to have a postman go around checking all of these additional mailboxes many of which didn't have anything in also became a problem to top it off if you had it also prevented the ability from mail to be from mail from being damaged so mailboxes have been getting pulled for a long time if you're going to put your ballot anywhere a mailbox Wouldn't be my first suggestion. It would be your mailbox in your house or a ballot drop box. But that's just
2: me. I would go a step further because I have had my mail stolen. I don't put my mail, outgoing mail, in my mailbox. Never. Never will I do that again after getting mail stolen and having identity theft and checks washed and all that stuff years ago.
0: Yeah. Back with more after this. The bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509 547 1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser.
1: Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Uh, you know, Twitter's had an interesting week, hasn't it? Or so. Yeah. Within the last half an hour, um, look, for anybody that's on Twitter and has has followed what's gone on since, uh, particularly in the last, I'd say, couple weeks, since the president has really kind of geared down on them and and basically written an executive order forcing them to uh, be a bit more equal in how they uh, protect speech. Uh, There have been more so on Twitter than on Facebook. Facebook doesn't really do this as much, but Twitter will purge accounts. Yes. They will do mass purges of accounts. And they have been. And they have been for some time. There have been days where 10,000 conservative-leaning accounts have been suspended Washed, wiped out, gone, whatever. Well, about a half hour to an hour ago, Twitter tried doing that with another account. Yeah. The Babylon Bee. And for those
2: that don't know about the Babylon Bee, it's a satire. It's a satirical um, place that does stories that are... Meant to be tongue in cheek, yes, and, and uh, trying to get you to chuckle or laugh out loud because, and and they're usually commentaries on the current situation, and they have had some dandies oh, over the last year or so.
1: Absolutely, for for those that are familiar with the Onion, yes, this is a right leaning version of the Onion. Yes,
2: okay. it's a conservative leaning version of the Onion.
1: Correct. For example, one of the headlines that they have today. Bernie Sanders arrives in Hong Kong to lecture protesters on how good they have it under communism. Yeah. And they write that into a whole story. it is it is It is a satire site. But here's the problem, though. In this
2: era of fake news, and as well as a push by certain people in this country, places like the Babylon Bee have been... Swept up in this conservative leaning purge. We can say that the Babylon B was knocked off for a little bit. It is back, sort of. Uh, they have posts up there, you know, from two days ago, from Saturday, uh, but nothing, you know, the ones from Sunday and Monday are not up there. So I don't know if that's just going to take a while. Or not. They weren't down for all that much, uh, all that long. But this is, you know, if you go through and you will, if if uh, questioned, Twitter will say that well, these accounts violated the terms of our use agreement by spreading fake news, by spreading misinformation and things like that. But like most things in our world today, Rob, the problem isn't so much that accounts are being purged. It's the hypocrisy behind those that are not being purged. Oh yes. When you have accounts that um, call for cops to be killed and things like that. That's free speech. But if you have a satirical, right-leaning um, account, you know, much like y- y- you mentioned The Onion, those of a certain age, Mad Magazine, all right? Satirical Magazine. Everyone knew that it was, it was a big joke, and it was to make you laugh. Well, the Babylon Bee is just that and uh, the onion is just that and both can be funny Um, yes actually i you know the onion came first and and i always thought you know some of theirs were really funny just like i do the the babylon bee so why is the babylon bee being targeted and not the onion and in fact twitter was called out already today because of this and lo and behold Babylon B is back sort of kind of. So, oh
1: they are back. I double I double checked it and looked well, at it and they're, back. and they're up. They're back, but um but it was a pretty pointed letter that the Twitter sent them that if you put this into play, you've just lost half the accounts on the platform.
2: Well, that's a, well, okay. So I'm looking at the Babylon B right now and it has 1668 followers. What that tells me is they took the account down, wiped it clean of its followers and put it back up. So we created a new one. Well, no, they put they just wiped the followers clean, it, like they had just created the account. Everything else is the same. You can go and find the stories that and some of them are now starting to come up for today, but they basically wiped who they were following, and those that were following them clean. So they have to kind of start fresh. Why do you do that, you say? Well, you limit the reach of their message, which has been happening to conservative-leaning Twitter accounts for the last couple of months. Um, Started with, quote-unquote, COVID misinformation, spreading lies about COVID, Uh, spreading lies about all kinds of things. Uh, Some of them are tinfoil hat-type things. Um, But, again, it's the hypocrisy where Twitter and some of these other platforms will target one side and not the other. If you're going to do it, and that's where I think, you know, they could open open themselves up for lawsuits if they're, you know, and they can they can argue that you know the languages of their terms of an, an, an you know of agreement. I highly doubt. I haven't looked at it, but I highly doubt the terms their their terms of their use of their platform don't say anything about uh, you can only have left leaning ideas to be on here, and that's why the right leaning ones were banned. So I think there's going to be. Some backlash in in the courtroom because of this. I mean, President Trump already put Twitter on everybody's radar anyway, and they decided to purge all these accounts and yeah. wipe followers clean anyway because they think they can. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five
1: four seven one six ten. One headline that just got made its way out from the B. Brilliant Trump puts himself on all postage stamps, forcing Democrats to push for abolishing the postal service.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's things like that that you know some oh, may yeah. some may think are funny and some people may think they're not but it's it, they don't purport to be a news organization. No, they're but satire. It, but it doesn't matter right now. Any and trust me there there are much smaller accounts <laughs> that that are being targeted uh because the the, the freedom of speech does not extend to platforms on social media that we're finding out. If you do something that goes against the uh, whatever normal is, then you know if somebody gets offended, then you're done. So even if you even if somebody doesn't get offended, if again this this started with quote unquote taking on misinformation. And it started with misinformation about the pandemic, and it's moved on throughout the course of the year to include even satirical
1: accounts. We'll see how it continues and if it does continue. But Twitter has certainly been battling the White House for some time, battling people that... Consider themselves to be conservative for quite some time. And so we'll see if it continues, but it's very interesting how, in a blink of an eye, one they went after decided it was coming back, or they decided to reverse course.
0: Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the Bottom Lines page at 610KONA.com. Back to the Bottom Line with and Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610KONA.
1: Bottom line, news radio, 610 k a is the number if you'd like to get involved. Swing by Perfection Tire. Four locations in the Tri-Cities ready and here to serve you. They've been doing it for decades, and one of the reasons they have been able to serve the Tri-Cities for so long is they treat all of their customers like family. Whether it's tires, brakes, shocks, air conditioning, belts, doesn't matter. Stop in. Talk to the guys at Perfection Tire. Quality work. At an affordable price, Perfection Tire, serving the Tri-Cities for decades. Visit their website, com, or stop into those one of those four locations and see them. 547-1610 if you want to get involved. Um, the Democratic National Convention begins today at Oh, yeah? Via Zoom or WebEx or whatever platforms yeah. that they use. Yeah, yeah. So basically what it's going to be is television coverage of people watching other people on screens. Yeah, and and pre-taped messages
2: by people.
1: Yes, it's going to look like that old Fabergé-Organis commercial where there's going to be all
0: these little squares <laughs> on the...
1: Yes, that's, that's what you're going to watch. Um, but I'm sure there will be some interesting moments, um, namely how Bernie Sanders will coalesce with the machine because they are they are counting on him to get his supporters in line for Joe. Um, will it be obvious if Biden's acceptance speech is pre recorded instead of live? They'll all everything's gonna be pre recorded. Wow. Well that's gonna be that really takes all the fun out of it.
2: Yeah, I'm, so I'm sure they'll be perfectly delivered.
1: I'm sure they would have edited all of Joe's gaffes out so that just yeah, that's that's
2: what going to leave about a two minutes.
1: Yeah, really. Thanks,
2: appreciate it. No, Pete they, Trump. They they've, uh... they've already announced that that uh, none of these are going to be live. They were all pre taped, probably probably many over this weekend.
1: I would imagine. So there won't be a bunch of people watching a bunch of stuff on screens. It's just going to be a video package that was delivered mm-hmm. to the networks. Oh, in the network
2: coverage. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about the people that. Um, you know, tune into the convention via Zoom, they'll see. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because the but... delegates
1: have work to do. And, right. and you know, they've, they've got to come to their consensuses th- on things and platform approvals and stuff like that and so on and so forth. So they'll have all that that they're going to do. But, but, yeah, as far as the rest of it, somebody just delivered a video package for however many nights. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you can just hit the fast-forward button and get to the end. Well, I'm sure some people will be riveted to
2: to their Zoom meeting screens. Um, You know, it's
1: uh,
2: (laughs) it's it's interesting. I will just say
1: that I, I guess I'm not sure what the point is of televising either one of them. If neither of them are going to be live, you already know who the nominee is. All you need is a half an hour to show, yep, here's the votes. It's a done deal. And then let the delegates do what they have to do behind closed doors. What's I mean, why, why a pomp and circumstance in a video presentation? You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
0: Hey, guys. This is Matt from Goldendale. What's up, Matt? Well, I want to see the outtakes and the gag wheels from Joe Biden's acceptance piece, because I know it's going to take me about three weeks to do it without him stumbling all over everywhere. But I I I want the highlights, the the gag reel and the outtakes from when he does it.
1: Well, you know, Matt, if, if I was on the Biden campaign, I would do this. I would take the speech. I'd edit out the gaffes. I'd put them on a separate reel and say, for a $20 donation to Joe Biden's campaign, you can have the unaired acceptance speech. That Joe Biden gave over and over and over and over and over. Biden's bloopers exclusively for those that donate $20 or more to Joe's presidential campaign.
2: Slated to have their pre-recorded speeches air today. uh, You mentioned Senator Bernie Sanders. That was that's one, you know, for for Bernie. He could probably say the pretty much the same speech as he did four years ago. Uh, The fight will continue. Let's coalesce behind the actual winner. Right. And uh, let's let's keep this train going. Uh, Michelle Obama uh, will also she'll be actually delivering the keynote address for today. And someone else who's going to be talking today, which is raising some eyebrows among some, is former Ohio Governor John Kasich, a Republican. Some say a rhino, (laughs) a Republican in name only, but John Kasich is going to be speaking. And in fact, his uh, one of the quotes attributed to him is that these are not normal times. Well, you can say that again, (laughs) Mr. Kasich. Uh, So he he uh, you know, for those that remember four years ago, he actually Went up against Trump and in a very, very large field, Um, not quite as large as all the people that tried to get the Democratic nomination. But um, I found it interesting. John Kasich is uh, going to be speaking uh, tape delayed, of
1: course, um, tonight. Not shocked at all. He's he's been anti Trump since before the election. So. Yeah, it's not a surprise at all that he's uh, that he's speaking at the DNC. But uh, you know, I, again, I don't I don't see if it was a live event, I could see the point of all the speeches. I mean, yes, you're rallying the base and and everything else. And, yeah, it's the pomp and circumstance, you know, I guess. But in truth, both sides, it's not the same. The atmosphere is is not the same. Um, the excitement level is not the same. Uh, you don't have that visual of mm-hmm. tens of thousands of people packed in an arena, right. the cheers, the, the screaming, the balloons, absolutely all, the, you know, all that stuff. You know, yes. the, I mean, it's it's really, yeah. Again, you know, the
2: moment when the when yeah. the nominee goes over the top by you know whatever state. You know, who declares all of their delegates yeah. for candidate X and the place erupts and
1: I, I, You and know how that. you can do it? You, you can narrow it down to an hour. You have one, you have the, the, the state party chair from each state pop in via, you know, Zoom or whatever and say, hey, our delegates go, blah, blah, blah. And then you can give a speech and that's it. You cut three days down to one, one hour. Did you know,
2: Rob, that there are actually four Republicans that'll be speaking tonight Uh, John Kasich is the most notable. Yeah. Uh, But the other three uh, Republicans who are all speaking on Monday, uh, which I find interesting, they're packing all of the anti-Trumpers into the first day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill Kristol. Former New Jersey Governor Christine Todd Whitman. Yeah. Former Hewlett Packard CEO Meg Whitman. Yeah. She spoke last uh, last one, too, I think. And former Congresswoman Susan Molinari of New York. Molinari of yeah, New York. Yeah. But they're all uh registered R's apparently and uh, all will be speaking in the Democratic convention. Hmm. Um Yeah, I'm just scanning through. Oh, and the other the other thing that's uh, that's going on behind the scenes is apparently there is upset people, of course, cuz it's you know just the world we live in today that Certain people are only given a certain amount of time and other people aren't. And like Bernie Sanders isn't getting as much time as others. AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez speaks tomorrow. She was only given a couple of minutes. She was
1: initially snubbed. She was initially snubbed,
2: but they gave her a few minutes. And now that's not enough. Well,
1: of course not. So, by the way, there's four Republicans you mentioned. or, or what? what would be considered moderate. They'll be the only four moderates anywhere near that convention tonight. Or even the Zoom meeting. Period. They'll yeah. be the only four moderates anywhere near any of that. This Joe, Joe's being told he's not moderate anymore. Well, he's being told he's still moderate, but he's obviously getting shoved exit stage left a little bit further than he was during his political career. You know think, who's not on the list? Jay Inslee. Really? Yeah. Jay's not, Jay did not get
0: invited? No, he didn't. He did not get invited to speak. No, but Mayor Pete did. Wow.